0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues his series on the book of Matthew with part two of Pray, Receive, and Love, preached on September Fourteenth, 1997. Matthew 7, verse 7 and 12. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find knock and the door will be open to you therefore in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums of the law and the prophets pray receive and love and we considered this morning what does it mean to seek and ask and knock and we also considered, to whom are we praying, seeking, and knocking? And we also considered, for what are we praying? And now we want to consider how we are to pray. And you wonder, why is it that God has not heard your prayers? I'm sure many people will complain, I have been praying. But God hasn't heard my prayer. Well, then you better listen and learn how to pray. 1st Jeremiah 29 and verse 13. Here we are told, You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, God knows when we seek him with our lips only, and when we seek him with all our heart, with love for God, God will not tolerate people who come and pray, and yet their hearts are far away from him so through jeremiah we are told and this promise is granted you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart i'll be found by you declares the lord and will bring you back from captivity that's a promise god is not interested in cold hearts formal mechanical external god is asking us to come to him as his children but come with a heart that is warm that loves god who is our heavenly father and then pray secondly we need to be praying in sobriety first peter chapter four and verse seven now saint peter in the Mount of Transfiguration, if you read what he was speaking, we are told that he didn't know what he was talking. We need, before we begin to speak to God, we need to have sobriety. We need to understand reality. We need to understand we are coming to the presence of God. Think straight. Be sober and you see saint peter in the garden of gethsemane he was not sober he was sleeping but he learned something and he wrote this letter first peter chapter four and verse seven the end of all things is near therefore be clear minded self controlled so that you can pray get rid of all the cobwebs from our mind Be clear-headed. Repent. Confess. Come to the presence of God with great humility. And pray. And not only that, when we pray, we should pray by watching. What does that mean? Turn with me to Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2 devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful the term is gregoreo be alert be sleepless don't be sleepy in the presence of god be watching and pray earnestly i will tell you that you will be very alert At two in the morning when you are told your son is in an accident don't you think you'll be alert sleep will go away from you instantly if you are human and let's understand we are coming to the very presence of god be alert don't be sleepy you are coming to a great king and we come with great sobriety and watchfulness devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful going without sleep that's what it is but not only that the book of romans 15th chapter saint paul in verse 30 says this i urge you brothers by our lord jesus christ And by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle unto praying to God for me. Struggle. Agonizing. That's the word. And it is used again in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 12. Concerning the prayer of Epaphras. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you. Striving, agonizing. As an athlete, with all the last ounce of energy, that is prayer. Way into the night, praying. oh God, you must help us. In other words, prayer is labor. It is striving, it is struggling, it is wrestling. Because there is an enemy that is opposed to us. Satan doesn't want us to pray. Strive, struggle, wrestle, agonize. Striving and struggling and laboring and agonizing. Again and again and again. Have you done that? Have you come to him with all your heart in sobriety, in wakefulness, in wrestling and struggling and striving, praying to God? Wrestling means focused, total concentration and total effort. Oh no, we just mumble. And a lot of us do, isn't that true? Just lie down and mumble something. And we pretend that I prayed. Striving, struggling, wrestling, laboring, putting forth energy in prayer before God. And Ephesians 6 and verse 18 tells us, pray in the spirit means in the holy spirit in the energy of the holy spirit in the guidance of the holy spirit in the power of the holy spirit in the wisdom of the holy spirit and all of a sudden you can feel the ease the spirit of god enables you and tells you what to pray and how to pray And we are given utterance by the spirit of the living God. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 tells us, pray always. This is not repetition, but it is keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking until God brings salvation, brings answer to us. Pray always. Pray always. There are people who will pray for 25, 30 years for a particular matter. Pray always. We are not talking about some 100 meter dash. We are talking about a marathon that lasts the whole of our life. Pray always. And not only that. Let's turn to 1 John chapter 3 and Verse 22. This is one area where a lot of people fail. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we obey His commands and do what pleases Him. Before we start praying to a holy, almighty, eternal, all-wise, heavenly Father, It's important to examine ourselves and see whether we are walking in obedience to God's revealed will. Maybe that is why the prayers are not answered. We go to God and say, oh, God, just take care of me while I practice my sin and walk in arrogance. Just help us out. Let me tell you, he refuses. To answer us as we cherish sin in our hearts. So notice, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. That's what Jesus did. He always pleased the Father. And here is a text that tells us, if we do that which is pleasing to him, he will hear our prayers. And he will give us what we ask him. And we obey his commands because we love him. Isn't that true? How do I know I love God? It's very simple. I delightfully do his will. He is my heavenly father. He saved me. And if he is my heavenly father, I must have nature corresponding to my heavenly father. That is, if you are born of God and adopted into his family, then there is a nature within me that is like that of God. That we love his will and we hate what he hates. And in that context, we pray. 1 John 5 and verse 14 Gives us the next point. Pray within the will of God. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. And what is the confidence? That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And that requires a study of God's word so that we understand what the will of God is all about. In other words, my belief is circumscribed by God's infallible revelation. That is why. Why do I not believe in adultery? Because the book says that that is not right. It is a violation of God's law. So if you are a praying person, you will be a Bible student who will study the scripture rigorously. You'll be intellectually active and especially in the study of the systematic theology isn't that true because it is the systematic theology that gives us a clear comprehensive understanding of god's will and then we will pray according to the will of god david prayed in second samuel 7 verse 25 it is do to me o lord as you promised You promised. So now do it to me. I appreciate that. We cannot go to God and ask him to do what he did not promise or reveal to be his will. But you study. Understand what God has promised in his word. And go to him. And pray, oh God, you promised in this word. And I'm praying for this. Give it to me. And let me tell you, he gives it to you turn to the book of james chapter four there's a lot of people pray according to this verse what causes fights and quarrels verse one among you don't they come from your desires that battle within you you want something but don't get it you kill and covet but you cannot have what you want you quarrel and fight you do not have because you do not ask god when you ask god you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures so then make sure be a good student of scripture Uh, many phds here and mds here and everybody else here with a lot of degrees why not we bring our mind to bear upon his revelation and begin to study seriously and then you will pray with great unction and power and and conviction and boldness and not only that Jesus taught us in Matthew 6 verse 12 and following forgive others before we pray to God remember forgive us our trespasses as we have forgiven those who trespassed against us it's very very important that we repent, we confess, we forgive when we come to God we are clean cleansed by the blood of Christ there are many many people who will not forgive anybody until they die they will not forgive and let me assure you that person who refuses to forgive another He is not a Christian not a Christian Matthew 21 and verse 22 tells us how to pray the Lord says if you believe you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer now whatever means whatever in accordance with the will of God but you must Believe that He exists and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Trust, confidence in our God, in our Heavenly Father who chose us before the foundation of the world and sent His Son to die for us. And in time, He effectually called us, regenerated us and gave us faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's for me and he will do this thing that i am praying about i believe in my god he is for me and he hears my prayers i trust in him he is good his mercy endures forever if anyone lacks wisdom pray ask but make sure you ask without doubt believe it trusting in our God turn with me to the Psalms 81 and here 81st Psalm and verse 10 I'm the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt I'm your Redeemer in other words I'm your Savior open wide your mouth and I will fill it again open wide great faith Remember Canaanite woman, open her mouth so wide. I'm a Gentile, that's all I'm a sinner, I understand that. I'm a dog, I understand that. But you are the master, I must live from the crumbs that fall from the table. Open mouth so wide. And Jesus said, great is your faith. Open your mouth wide. He says, I'm the Lord. I'm the Savior. I'm your Redeemer. Open your mouth wide. I will fill it. That is the word for God's children. And finally, keep this in mind. Chapter 7 verse 11. If you then though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? In other words, when we pray, we pray in this confidence that I am a child of the heavenly father. What more confidence you need. I'm not a stranger. I'm not an enemy of God. I'm a child of God. He's my heavenly father ordinary human fathers who are evil they give good gifts to their children how much more my heavenly father will give me good things that's confidence hallelujah Hallelujah. that's confidence next let me tell you how effectual our prayer is the lord jesus christ in this portion of scripture works so hard to tell us that your prayer will be effectual. He worked so hard. Look at the reasoning. In chapter 7. Verse 7 through 12. Just read it. That you will be amazed. How Jesus Christ is speaking. To generate within you. Such confidence. Such assurance. Giving you great encouragement. Inviting you to pray look at the promise in verse 7 and 8 ask and then it says it will be given to you who said so Jesus Christ said so who is God who is Lord who is high priest who sympathizes with us the sovereign Lord of the universe Praise he tells you this in behalf of his father he speaks Ask, it will be given seek and you shall find not and it will be open to you and then in verse eight he says he gives additional reason for because everyone who seeks receives no discrimination everyone here means every true child of god when that child prays to the heavenly father Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. In other words, Jesus Christ says, Your prayer is effectual. It is effectual. It is effectual. In other words, I assure you, I guarantee you, when you pray, my heavenly Father will hear and grant your request. He says, I'm speaking about authentic children of God. Not people who pretend they are children of God and live like the devil. This is no promise to anybody and everybody. It is for the children of God. Everyone. Then he says, well, you know, let me give you an argument that will help you, Jesus says. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Which of you? In other words, ordinary human father will not deceive you, will not mock you. And you are so hungry, the child is crying for bread. Notice bread, which is not luxury, it is not ice cream. Bread for existence, staff of life. And he's crying out for bread. And do you think a father will take a stone? that looks like bread and give to that child. Human fathers don't deceive or trick or mock his children. Ask for a fish. Will you give him a snake to terrorize? With No, no, no. Even sinful human fathers won't know it. He gives him bread. He gives him fish he gives him an egg not a scorpion as we read in Luke sinful human beings give good things to their children and now the big argument if this is so what how much more our fortiori argument how much more the holy heavenly father will give you good things you see, see how Jesus Christ is laboring, striving, working hard to impress upon our consciousness the effectualness of prayer. God will hear it. He says, God will hear it, God will hear it, God will hear it, and in the book of Luke how much more heavenly father will give you the holy spirit well that is what we need we need a holy spirit and holy spirit distributes all sorts of gifts to us holy spirit and now the next point is the golden rule we hear about the golden rule and verse 12 so in everything do to others what you would have them do to you for this sums of the law and the prophets You know, there are a lot of nice, educated people who reject the gospel and Jesus Christ and all that, but they are so happy with the golden rule. They're not interested in the cross and Christ and God and all that, but they like golden rule. They embrace golden rule. That says, do unto others what you would have them do unto you. You may wonder, why is this verse here? Let me tell you why. Life is relationship, and you cannot relate properly the way the golden rule tells us unless you pray and receive from God the grace necessary so that you can come out of yourselves and self-centeredness and self-love, that you'll be filled with the love of God, that you love others. Let me tell you, philosopher, you love golden rule. Let me tell you, you talk about it. You write books about it. But the golden rule is given by Jesus Christ for you to diss it. And it is utterly impossible for an unbeliever to do it. Impossible because man is a sinner. He's an enemy of God. He suppresses truth he cannot submit to god he's self-centered and self-seeking and he cannot do it they say we oh we are uh, liberals we are humanitarians we are this and we are that and we are everything else but the truth is you talk about you cannot do it it's an impossibility now this rule that you should do unto others what you would have them do unto you it is the summary of the whole law and the prophets isn't that true that's what it says so this means the essence of the of the law and the prophets is this what is it love the lord with all your heart soul and mind and what else and love your neighbor as yourself and well, let me tell you, philosopher, it's impossible for you because you cannot love your neighbor until you love the God of the universe, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Without that, you cannot love your neighbor as yourself. That's the way it is. But, But we who are believers, children of our heavenly Father, to us it is possible because god has given us a new nature we are not enemies of god we love our heavenly father god delivered us from self-centeredness and self-love we are interested in other people god enabled us to love other people so then we must love god in order to love our neighbor and let me tell you philosopher educated man nice guy if you want to keep the golden rule you must become a child of God you must repent you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and then you will learn how to pray and when you pray God gives you all that is necessary to come out of yourselves and love another person you know we don't need a huge book on ethics you only need one rule what is it do unto others what you would have them do unto you in other words love which you cannot have its gift from God he will give us love Romans 13 verse 9 let's look at what st. Paul is telling let no debt remain outstanding except that continuing debt to love one another. For he who loves his fellow man has fulfilled the law. The commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not covet. And whatever other commandment there may be are summed up in this. How many rules? One rule. Love your neighbor as yourself. So. And let me tell you, it is the Holy Spirit who sheds abroad in our hearts love in abundance by which we love God and love neighbor, as ourselves. Only a child of God can keep the golden rule. So finally, let me tell you, let us then pray. Repent, believe, receive Christ as Lord. Be conscious of our need. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. Pray for spiritual and material needs. Strive, agonize, wrestle, devote yourself. Give yourselves no rest until he answers as he did to the Canaanite woman. Learn from Jacob. He wrestled with the angel and he said I will not let you go unless you bless me and he won the battle but he also had the wound (laughs) I mean that sounds strange isn't it if you are wounded it means you are defeated but in this business if you are wounded it means what you are victorious Strive, as Elijah did seven times Oh, God sent rain, sent rain. Understand, He is our Heavenly Father. We are His children. He must answer, and He will answer. He has answered in the past. Isn't that true? He has answered in the past, and He will answer us in the present. St. Paul says in Ephesians 3 verse 20, He is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. You know, when he was converted, what was he doing? We are told, Behold, he prays. That is St. Paul. Behold, he prays. And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And he was a man of prayer. Let me read to you what he says toward the end of his life as recorded in Philippians chapter 4 beginning with verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and look at verse 19, and my God, my God, is he, he prayed to him and he expedienced wonderful answers to prayers in the hundreds. And now he counsels the Philippians, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Shall we rise? Let us pray. Let us pray. Let us pray. The way we have articulated in the morning and evening, let us pray. To know humans is more difficult than climbing Mount Everest. But let me tell you, my God knows you. He sees you. And he will not answer your prayer, I guarantee it. Unless we pray in the way it is outlined. And we must get rid of all our mumbo-jumbo. We must humble ourselves, repent. We must be obedient to his revelation. We must ask by faith. Let me tell you, in terms of what St. Paul said, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. Don't tell me God doesn't answer prayer. He does. He does. Otherwise, Jesus Christ is a liar. He's a deceiver, he's a cheat. But he has taken so much time to engender in us faith in the promise of God. He said, he will answer it for you. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to pray. Help us to labor, to struggle, to wrestle, to agonize, to strive, to devote ourselves. Hallelujah. Help us to pray the way Canaanite woman prayed. Jacob prayed, that widow prayed, O oh God, that Elijah prayed. Hallelujah. Help us to pray, O oh God. By faith, help us to pray. As children of God, help us to pray, O oh God. Help us to pray help us to pray help us to pray even this night help us to pray help us to open our mouths so why for we are coming to a great king hallelujah large requests we must bring oh larger the request the better it is praise O god so heavenly father teach us to pray and in the days ahead help us to experience your faithfulness your response to our prayers that we will come and give you praise and glory for your gracious hearing of our prayers for in jesus name we pray amen